and we are live what's going on everyone welcome to this very new show here on the respect the craft banner as we're collaborating with wrestling is now as we got the theo in the building this is going to be the new show here called brainiac what this means we're going to have the legendary one half the legendary sat joel maximo in the building as we're going to have some great just again when it comes to innovators great talent all around great, amazing people. And today we are joined by, he is former ECW World Television Champion, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion, former TNA X Division Champion, ECW legend himself, Kid Cash in the building. Good evening, sir. How's it going? There we go. I'm I'm still alive. There you go. (laughs) That says a lot, Cash. That says a lot, bro. Seriously. And I, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's still alive and still with us. I keep in touch with him as as much as I can. And um, I love oh, you, yeah. brother. I learned so much from that man. Oh, it's funny. So when you talk oh, about yeah, the show, it's really Brainiac, right? It means somebody that has sick thoughts when it comes down to wrestling. You know, innovating shit that people right. want to do. Cash falls right into that category because um, when we were going, man, he was just calling out shit that we were like, damn. I thought I was crazy, right? <laughs> and, we, and, and we clicked, you know, like in wrestling, cash. Yeah. There's a lot of people, like you could see two high flies from two different parts of the world, and when you put them in the ring with mm. each other, it's, to- it's total shit because they don't have chemistry. Um, we mm. have chemistry from the get with Kick Cash, so that's why we got to pull out all those moves off. We, we had it the first time we ever was in the ring. I mean, you know. That's you, you don't get that too often. I never really had that too much with too many people because the majority of the time I had to, I was the heel, so I led. You know, I led the match and then let the baby face do all of his high spots and stuff and his shine, you know. But uh, there's all like the like you guys I clicked with like really, really well and had great chemistry with uh, easy money. Easy uh, money. I mean, two absolutely. By by no stretch of the imagination, two different people. We think differently. We live differently. We have nowhere near the same anything (laughs) in common other than we had very great chemistry in the ring together. And I don't know how that happens sometimes. I mean, I've, I've had chemistry with people that I just could not absolutely stand. I just wanted to rip their fucking head off, you know, and it's like, (laughs) you know, meet me in a dark alley. I would love to fucking beat your ass, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But as soon as we touched the mat, I mean, it it was like, we were just pulling out some, like, just, you know, just some creative stuff, you know, you know, they would pull something down. I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm going to let this guy outdo me, man. No way. So <laughs> I pull something out, and then he pulls something out, and then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, it's on now, dog. You know, we're gonna, yeah. You How about a chop? Me. There you go. We'll calm your ass down. <laughs> as, as they, just stop it a bit. Like, okay, you know what? There you go. Now stay stay still for a little bit. Just stay still. Uh, yeah. It had to be like that because um, when, um, when TNA had that meeting and they said they were bringing in Kick Cash, the whole X division was like, holy shit. And when Cash oh, got yeah, that's there, when the X division. and Cash got there, he it was like he was he was on. He was at a hundred. It was like, what's up? And bro, it, it was just not with us with the SCT. It was Cash and Jerry Lynn, Cash and AJ Styles. Oh my god, Cash, 
catching low key, man. Th- these matches, I, I I go through TNA matches all the time because no. um, there's nothing like it. Like TNA now, as as much as you know, they have talent. It's not the same. It's not. It's not at all. No, but I I think you the know. best TNA ever was was when it was at the fairgrounds. Yeah, the fairgrounds. That's right. <laughs> But just my opinion. Wrestlers, I mean, the, the wrestlers changed through time too. You know what I mean? Well, oh yeah. The oh, train, definitely. They, a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of those guys changed. You know that yeah. the, the more some, a lot of them started getting a push, and they'd never been anywhere before. TNA was their first gig, you know, and never been put over before, really, unless it was an indie show. So whenever they got there, I mean, you know, some of these guys that you you saw it. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. These, yeah. I mean, it went to some dudes' heads bigger and shit. And if I had to work them, then they just spent a horrible night with chops half the night. You know, with in the corner just chopping and chopping. I was there. I was there. I was oh, there. Oh yeah. Part of that shit. Yeah, man. There was a lot of a lot of talent that came from WCW. Oh, that, that I remember like, the first time I saw. So the uh what what was the uh the move? Spanish fly? Your your move. Spanish no, fly. the the the, the, the backflip. The Spanish fly. Oh, the Spanish God, fly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah, the first time I ever saw that, I was like, what the holy shit. <laughs> now I pulled out some shit before, but damn, I mean I had never seen anybody three guys at the same you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. but, they, and but you they're... you really can't tell where you're going because if your partner beside you is not on with you then that could be in the, end up on top of your head you know and I've, I've had those injuries before you know just fucking up accidentally you know one guy slip or on the rope or whatever you know just that one little slip is all it takes right. land on top of your head and shoulders can't turn your head for about a week you know you're like what the <laughs> hell you know no. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. Thank, thank God that never happened with us. I never, <laughs> thank God. Oh, I know. Bro, I have landed. I've landed on, on people. I, I I torn Big Togo's ankle with Spanfly. Um, BJ, you, you, you guys always float. Yeah, yeah. The way you got loaded, it was like crazy. The way you guys he, could get in the air and then just kind of hang there for a few seconds, you know. He, he talks, and it was like he, he, he talks what? about this. And one day there was a it was a big event at the fairgrounds. And Cash comes up, and he's wrestling red. And he was like, hey, I'm going to double jump up to the top, and I'm going to press you from the top rope. This is on tape. It's on pay-per-view. Cash jumps up, grabs you know, the whole locker room. I'm talking about everybody was at the crane. They were like, "He's gonna, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. And Cash went up there, pressed red in top rope. You know, it's so sick. And then down. Oh. Like, this is the type of shit that was pushing the X Division. Yeah, I just spent a fight shit like that. Shit oh, yeah, yeah. Both of you guys, I give again a month of credit to because it was that is an era that again it inspired so many. Like I could say I guilty of charge here inspired me. Just that was the generation I grew up on, just seeing yeah. the hell they're gonna do next. Like it I clipped I clipped some things I want to show this just to get your guys' reaction of when you guys faced off because doing something like this, I'm like there's a lot that goes into it. We're gonna we're gonna show it. Here we go. You can't get on the top rope. No way. You got to be kidding me. It's blank. Uh, did you did you guys see this spot or <laughs> yeah. no? No, I didn't see it. Uh, the people at home just saw it. It's it's hit, get. I want to say it's Jose getting hit with a Frankensteiner. 
from the oh, top by Cash. Yes, 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 yes. Cash okay. hits Jose with the Frankenstein and Jose flips through me through yeah. the table. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fucking so we were calling our match and then somebody from backstage, I don't know if it was um Jared or Ryder, somebody yep. came in and they were like, Hey, so the match is about putting everybody has to go through a table. The last guy that doesn't go through the table wins. Cash was like, what the fuck is going on? We have like 10 tables there, bro. So we had to get creative. We had to get yeah. creative. The, yeah. One guy table that way. One guy near the table that way. So Cash was like, I'm not going to put you and you to two different tables. It's going to go it's just one, gonna be one spot. One spot. Both oh. tables. Boom. Okay. That's, what, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just to, to me, they, they did some really stupid shit. You remember the cage match where the they like they climbed out or so I can't remember the no they started the pay per view start every every on the pay per view every match was a cage match yes yes I they just that. came up they just came up I mean they they did try to think outside the box I get it I understand but what got me about that company is that with the minds that they had Dutch Mantel Jerry Jarrett Jeff Jarrett. Um, uh, Vince Russo, they they had all of these minds back there, and they came up with some of the stupidest shit. Sometimes you having a guy go through a table, and whoever goes through the table is you know who puts the guy through the is the winner. Yeah. So how is everybody going through a fucking table? You we know that that was my thought that <laughs> night. I'm like, who the fuck is going every single? You want every? What's the point of having this fucking match? Why why don't we just have a normal, you know, anything goes around the fucking building match instead of just yeah. everybody yeah. going through a table? Like, is I that mean, it's just I'm ridiculous. Like, I'm like, wait, why not just put well, one me, yeah. Well, after the first person goes through the table early in the match, what is the special moment at the end yeah. for the finish when somebody goes through the fucking table? No. You're like, I've, I've just seen it three times. So what what was the That's big exactly. fucking deal? Then yeah. the he went through a fucking table. He won the match. He could have won the match just in the fucking ring. You know, I mean. And then there was just, eight they guys. They did some shit. Eight guys in that match. What's that? There was eight wrestlers oh. in that match. Yeah. So imagine having yeah. that. That's a lot to try to get. Again, so a moment like that, I can imagine that gets the reaction because it's like, shit, oh. just put two. Okay, that works. Two of them. Two we birds, one stone. Yeah. Yeah. We, he, we yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they they just yeah, yeah, you know, we we were the kind of we were the carpenters of that company, in my opinion. You know, that was uh we made everybody look good. You know, I, I didn't enjoy my time there because I was just lied to so damn much, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, that uh, I it was like right out of ECW. Yeah. Um ECW shut down. I, I signed a, a deal with W uh, with WCW right after that. And within about two weeks, WWE buys WCW and the contract that I had signed was null and void at that point because they, they wanted to renegotiate. They wanted to keep me, but they wanted to renegotiate. They wanted me to move to Cincinnati to this developmental place until they were ready for me to come up. And I'm like, no, I'm a grown damn man. I'm in my thirties here, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, I, mean, I got a house and I mean, I got a kid. I mean, what, what do you mean? I, I can't just go live in an apartment in Cincinnati and wait on you to fucking call me up. So I turned that down and then went to uh, XWF yeah. well, right after the little XWF deal. Um, that's, and that's why I did. That's why I signed with uh, TNA because 
I the whole XWF thing, I stayed under contract for like three years. I only wrestled like 10 matches for that company. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the company went out of business, but I had a no compete clause in my contract. So I continued to keep getting paid. Yeah, for like when I signed with TNA, I was getting TNA pay and I was also getting uh, $2,000 a week. <laughs> for like three fucking years. Fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome. There you go. That's that's yeah, how you make it work. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. So I the, the first the first year of TNA I didn't mind so much because they just got started. You know, they got I got the old sob story. You know, we're we're fresh, we're new. Uh, we can't afford to pay everybody this and that. So if you could do it for this, we'll just do one show a week on Wednesdays. And back then, I was going to college and stuff, so I had class the next day. You know, so I was driving up the that morning, doing the show. And as soon as my match was over with, I'd eat and then go right back home, and then you know, go to school the next day. You know, and it was just wearing me out, you know, that kind of stuff. So the, I didn't really care so much about what they were paying me at that time because it was just for a year. But what got me was that the way they treated me, they, they are the ones that called me. They wanted me to come in and wrestle AJ Styles and uh, the America's Most Wanted, all these new guys that nobody had seen before, yeah. you know, and they wanted to start making them their product. You know, they wanted these guys to be the product of the company. So they needed guys like me, Ron Killings, all these other guys have been in the business like 10, 15 years already <laughs> to come out there with a name and wrestle these guys. Well, my God, I mean, I wrestled AJ Styles how many fucking times and I don't think I ever won a match. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, did, I, we, we had a We had two full out angles for months yeah. and went to two pay-per-views. And I never won a match. And it was like, what's what was the point of having a fucking angle? Yeah. What was the point of this? I mean, you just want me to put him over. Fine. I don't have to wrestle this fucker every week. I can wrestle him every now and then and I can still put his ass over if you want me to. But it is, it is why crazy give me you, an angle? When you think about it now, like, yeah, you start to look. Yeah. I think I think I think the, the okay. fact that they had too many, too many minds in the back, like what Cash said in the beginning. Uh, fucked yeah. up a lot of the angles because um, they'll run an angle and I'm guessing the other guy will be like, oh, let's bring this guy in, take cash in another way right now and then they'll just fuck the, all that work up, you know what I mean? With us in TNA was um, the Japan thing, you know, they set us home. Yeah. I, I, signed, I signed the deal, so me and Jose signed a 46 pay-per-view deal where we'll do 46 pay-per-views but it's not obligated that they'll give me the pay-per-views weekly. They'll come hold me home for three months and then then bring me in for those 46 yeah. pay-per-views, right? Right. And, uh, Whenever they're ready, yeah. Yeah, they left me home for like three months. I've seen everybody going to Japan. Japan finally called us, and they were like, yo, um, we want to use you. We want to pay you $3,500 a week. That was a lot a lot of money back then, especially. And I was oh, like, we, good we money now. So I left. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's still some good money right now. We, we left on that's the contract. Money now. We left on the contract, and um, then Bob Ryder, Hit me with the with a suit, blah blah blah. You guys are terminated. Yeah. And I was like, only us? We got all that heat. Well, homicide at the time. Um, AJ, everybody was going to zero one. Everyone was in Japan. And it, when it came down to us, that's what happened. That's my luck. 
<laughs> yeah, that's just the way they were, though. And that's when I knew the company had gone to shit because I come to find out after, see, after my my year came up, they they kept telling me they's like, hey, uh, we need you to resign, and I'm like, I'm not going to. And they're like, what do you mean you're not going to? It's like, I just want to do other things. And then I had already been talking to WWE at that point. You know, oh, yeah, I was ready to leave. But they, you know, we were ready to do business. You know, yeah. I didn't, you know, after that whole little deal where, you know, you know, I turned the contract down and the renegotiation, we never stopped talking. You know, I mean, we, we, we kept on and they kept watching me on TNA and stuff like that. And you know, back then I had to have been the biggest heel in that yeah. company. No, I, there was. I don't think there was anybody that 100%. was a bigger heel than I was. Amen. Yeah, I was like, I had people like following me to my and car. You, you were wrestling. Every, <laughs> you were you were wrestling in every level. You was in the heavyweight division, in the X division. Yeah, um, yeah. He was, he was up and down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because there was the time well, he had Dallas with him, so he had, which now Archer. You yeah, had well, that, it was it worked out. Well, in ECW, I mean, ECW, you wrestled everybody, too. You know, yeah. I mean, I had matches with Rob Van Dam. I had Rob uh, matches with Just Incredible and um, uh -huh. Mike Awesome, uh, Little Guido. I'd have Little Guido one night, and then the very next night, I'd have Mike Awesome for three nights in a row. <laughs> you know? Well, that feud, you I mean, and Rhino, because so, you, you and Rhino had a lot of just oh, those, those yeah, matches. Yeah, me and Rhino had a lot of matches. I, I took that spear a million times. Mikey Whipwreck tells me he used to tell us all the time. He was like, oh, man, Mikey Whipwreck, yeah. He said, Tajiri's petrified. Ah. Petrified, kick Cash. <laughs> the chops. <laughs> the chops. And then Cash is like, ain't he fucking Japanese? Like, ain't that the thing over there? The fucking chops? Like, yeah. Right? Well, well, here was the thing about that because I've broken my jaw and um, everybody, you know, I didn't take any nights off. I mean, I, I broke my jaw on a Friday night. I wrestled uh, an indie show on Saturday night. I wrestled a pay-per-view on Sunday night. And then I drove home from Birmingham, Alabama to Johnson City, Tennessee by myself with a broken jaw. With a broken jaw. But here's the thing. When I, whenever I wrestled to Jerry, okay, and, and Paul, that's that's when I started getting a good push. Paul Heyman saw that I was the toughest. I was a, I was durable. I would keep going. I would never say no. I would just work, work, work. I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to work and I wanted to work some, you know, I, I wanted classic um, matches that people would talk about. You, you know what I'm saying? Whether I became John Cena or not, or Shawn Michaels, at least they, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, somebody's going to be like, you remember that guy, Kid Cash? Holy shit, that motherfucker could I remember this match or that match. See, that's what I was looking for back then. I wanted no. I wanted that greatness of uh like like a Jerry Lynn or like a Rob Van Dam, you know, or or like a Eddie Guerrero, you know, those kind of guys. I wanted that kind of uh image. Let me, let me, let me you tell know? you, Cash. Let me tell you, Cash. I'm serious. Like I wrestled I got I got lucky to wrestle a lot of people like you, but there's nobody like you. You're one of the best in the world. And yo, it, oh. it bugs me out because not only his physical, you know, um, how he wrestles, because it's not just that, his mind. I, I, I talked to this man before matches. We planned shit out where it's just like, he just knows. He has that mindset. That's just why I like this, this show, Brainiac, because he has the Brainiac power. It's like, oh, yeah. that's insane, but that will work. And he and he will have that, like, like sort of like me now when I run, um, hey, what's up, Billy? Uh, when I run, um, spots and shit that I kind of know 
what the fans will be how they react to shit. you know what i mean so cash had that and you should be at the performance center right now teaching because the future needs guys like you this so fast teaching that they're teaching these kids bro that's why that's yeah. why tv sucks that's why tv sucks right now i'm not, <laughs> I'm not bitching because i never had well, a contract on tv i'm still doing it and i love pro wrestling man and i see i see it for what it is it's like they well, that's build, the thing I, I think the yeah. thing i see is that uh even if i was to go to one of those places aew or wwe and be, become an agent i don't think that uh that they would want my style of a an opinion of this of, in this day and time because i want when i watch the the, pro, the product now there's people back there like fit finley you know what i'm saying there's people back there that i've known for 30 years you know and have been in the ring with many many times so i know that they have this the same mind as i got you know the old school combined with a little bit of the up-to-date kind of thing yeah. you know that was where i was in my era I came in through the Southern style of selling and, and, you know, character and, and, you know, that kind of thing. But then once I started, you know, getting in the business, I started watching what I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked the high flyers. I liked that. That's the kind of stuff that I like to watch. So I combined both of those together. I did. If I was one of the few guys in my era that still did arm drags, and yes. hip tosses but it, you know. it made sense and it, it gave that reaction though because then you could do the, well, exactly. the craziest I mean, things and, but it felt like even when you did a spot like when you would do an arm drag it still got a reaction like you did a crazy yeah. hurricane um, frankensteiner he went like, he he went on drag for on drag with my brother jose yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it was like yeah cash is like we're gonna go back and forth back and forth right and then out of nowhere, fucking kick Cash stands up and smacks the living life out of Jose. Right? <laughs> then Cash told him, Cash was like, what else? Hit me back. My brother, my brother Smack was so pussy that when he got to the corner, I was like, you're such a pussy, bro. He was like, let's kick Cash, bro. You kill me in here. They were going, and I was like, oh shit, Jose's kicking up. Shit. Bam, 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 bam. Jose gets up. <sighs> Cash is like, Back. I was like, oh, I said, it just, yeah, I watched that match the other day. It's freaking amazing. Man. Oh, man. I'm so happy. That's the heel. That's why I love, yes, that's the heel in you. That's true. The heel, man. Oh, the I was heel. always taught, I was taught the old school way that, you know, as a baby face, if you're going to be a baby face, it's not the point of really doing these high spot moves. It's how you're selling to the crowd. Okay, for a couple of years when I first got in, I didn't understand that until I got with Ricky Morton. But once I got with Ricky Morton, I was at a, exactly. one of the first shows I was at, at with him. We were in uh, Louis, uh, God, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and we—I mean, I'm talking about—it was a sold-out house at a high school. I mean, probably at least a thousand people there, and I watched him sell while the heel was just beating his ass. He sold and he just retched out like this to the crowd and about three people tried to jump over the damn rail to help him and get that's in crazy. the ring because that's how like believable that. he, he believed these fuckers believed the shit that much, even knowing that it was fake, yeah, that, you know, but he drew them in. Yeah. And when I saw that, it, that's what drew me into the, to the Southern style. I was like, okay, I got something here. I can take this right here and update it. I can do this and add an arm drag and I can add a hurricanrana to it. I can, I just got to know where to put it. Wait, wait, one you second, know? one second. Um, 
so Morton, Morton is, is your teacher. What's that? Morton, yeah, Ricky Morton. That's insanity. I I, I, I got the I got I got to wrestle him with my brothers and his yeah. son and his acting partner not so long ago. It was easy like, night, it, isn't it? It was a it was a year ago. Oh yeah, it was the best. It was just so crazy. How crazy is that that I got to wrestle Cash and his teacher? That's awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Look at awesome. Well, awesome. technically he he also wrestled yours because he wrestled Mikey. Yeah. So it just it's yeah. a perfect yeah. full circle moment right wow. there. Like. <laughs> I tell you, that's that's a guy I, I wish so much that would get a whole lot more credit when ECW. When people talk about ECW, you know, um, that that kid, man, <laughs> what's funny about Mike is like the first time I had never heard of ECW, right, until I was at an independent show in North Carolina with Rob Van Dam. Gotcha. And I and after my and me and Rob knew each other for probably about a year at that point. And he was always trying to tell me, he's like, listen, man, you need to come to ECW. And I'm like, ah, yeah, sure. I never heard of it. So I figured it was just another independent wrestling show. So I was like, where's that? He goes, oh, it's up in Pennsylvania. I was like, I'm not driving a fucking, what, what do they want to pay me, a hundred bucks? No, hell no, I'm not driving all that damn way. Because even though I wanted the business and I wanted to be a star and I wanted to be known and all this other stuff, I was still smart. I wasn't, I wasn't one of those guys that would drive five damn hours for 50 bucks. I just wouldn't do it. You know, to me, it just didn't make sense. Why would I cut myself short and not be able to pay my bills when I get back home just to go five hours to a town that nobody's really going to, you know, nobody's really going to know. And there's probably what's it might be 50 people there. You know, how the Indies go, you can have a thousand, you can have 25. It just depends on who the fuck shows up, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I was always yeah. that way. I was always like, I'm not going to do this shit unless I'm getting paid for it. But Mikey, well, the first time I went to, Rob finally talked me into it. And um, so I called him. I, I left uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, drove all the way back to Johnson City that night. And I, when I got in, he told me what channel it came on. So I actually watched it. It came on like 1 o'clock in the morning back in back then. And uh, so I'm watching it. Mikey Whipwreck was wrestling the little Guido. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I can do that shit. Well, fuck, I can do that. Hell, I'd do that better than that, you know, and all this. So I finally, I called him up and I was, I was he said, uh, it's like, when, when should I come up? He goes, we're, we're taping tomorrow. I left my house Shit. at like three o'clock in the morning on in Johnson City and then drove all the way to Philadelphia that night. Got there, took a nap in his hotel room and then went to the building. And who was the first person that walked up to me was Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> he goes, hey man, can I help you? <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah, know, a full, a full I'm story. Looking just... <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for Paul Heyman. Yeah, I'm looking for Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, you're right over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, and it was always just super, super nice. I mean, you know, very helpful guy. You know, but the shit he put his body through. Um, I mean, he was the Mick Foley. He, he was another Mick Foley. Um, and I don't understand why. You know, the the some of the matches he had. You know, he was the first giant killer, yeah. you know, in ECW, you know, really. He was the guy, you know, he was getting his ass beat, you know, but he was still wrestling these guys and having like competitive, you know, wrestling matches with these big, much bigger guys. And, but they were throwing him around. You, y'all probably, you probably seen some of the videos back yeah. in the day. This, this guy would crash to the concrete floor, man. I mean, I don't oh, yeah. know how he, he he could even walk right now if he is right. No, Hopefully and he's still he he's still wrestling. Like he's about to wrestle. I think in two weeks well, he's in a yeah. in a crazy like nine person multi man match. But um, 
No, it's and seeing yeah. that, seeing what yeah. you guys did, it still it shows and it inspired again a lot of people, a lot of the generation, a lot of the guys that are gonna be wrestling Saturday at Win grew up watching you guys, seeing what you guys did. Like I want to show this because we talked about that Rhino. I want to show this clip for the ECW World Television Championship. And I can't see it. Uh, did, yeah. Did, neither of you saw it. It was black screen. I, I, I love how I, hopefully everyone let me make sure everyone at home is at least seeing it. <laughs> it was you hitting this time it was it was the tightrope Frankenstein to to run. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. Did yeah. you make that up, Cash? That the, the the double jump turn around Rana? Because I never seen nobody yeah. but you do it. There you go. And then yeah. the J the J driller. Yeah. I seen you do it way before my boy J Driller. I mean, Jake. Well, that, I, yeah, that's my move. I invented that move uh, back go. in I, probably I was, 19. I was making bets about that shit. What do you call Yeah, that, I, I started doing that move. I started doing that move in like 91. You, what do you call that? The power driver down. The money maker. The, the money, money maker. maker. There it is. That's the real name, boys. And I, rest in peace, Jay. We love Jay. That's our brother. But that's the money No, maker. absolutely. We're not. I, I watched. I, I used to watch a Ring of Honor, and I would see him do it. And uh, I met him. Uh, yeah. I met him. Hell, he he was in TNA a few times yeah. down there. Yeah. And then I met him later on whenever they was doing so hot there in uh, uh, Ring of Honor. And uh, he he told he he walked right up to me. He's like, "Yo, man, I'm sorry, man, but you know that's a that's a <laughs> badass move, yeah, man. Yeah. You know." <laughs> and I was like, "I know, man." I was like, he said, "He said, I hope." He, I was like, "No heat, man." I was like, "Keep using it, shit." You you I mean, calling it something different? That's as as long as you're not calling it the money maker. That's all I care about. You know, don't just. Well, do I don't know, man. I got how do you think I feel about about the fucking Canadian destroyers and the Spanish flies and the shit that we made up. <laughs> yeah. Even the, even the Tower of Doom, they just did it in WWE and they're calling it like they were saying like it was the greatest thing they ever seen. I'm like, bro, I, 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 I yeah, baby, like in two. You know what the greatest thing I ever saw was? You know what the greatest thing I ever saw was? What? A couple months ago, I was watching YouTube and I saw Ricky Morton do the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> he did it to Calvin. He did it to Jose. <laughs> Ricky's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that just shows you, though, again, stuff. This is why this is a perfect show right here. Because, again, the innovation, the stuff you guys came up with so many years ago, it has transcended that, again, now you just see it freely. You see it as much. You see it just how I, everyone... I see, Yo, I so watch AEW. Uh-huh. I watch AEW and I see a lot of the moves that I used to do back in Yo. ECW that, you know. As a, when I left ECW, there's a lot of moves I didn't do anymore, you know, because the companies that I went to didn't require that. You know, they wanted me to wrestle, you know, a certain way. WWE would have never allowed half of those moves. No. You know, I couldn't I couldn't do the moneymaker in the WWE. They they said absolutely not. Uh, so that's when I came up with the brain buster. You yeah. know, I called that one the dead level. But, yeah, uh, that yeah, I remember no, when you were, Yeah, I was gonna say I remember you doing that, and I was like, yeah. when I when I started rewatching a lot of the ECW, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, and it's like it makes sense though with WWE a lot of the moves like that. It's like it's a, it's a little risky to to try to do. Well, they, they, I think uh, Owen hurt Steve Austin or yeah. something like that that one time, and that, ever since then they they outlawed it. Any any pile drivers up there, you know, yeah. except for the pedigree. <laughs> you know, the pedigree is good. You know. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, the the I, I see all kinds of moves that, you know, that I used to do, like the top rope Frankensteiners and stuff mm -hmm. like that. The way people are doing them and stuff. Me and Easy Money used to do the Rana Bomb. 
uh, yes. where he'd be up on the top rope. I he would power bomb me, and I would cut a rana in midair. That shit and, was you know, fire when I saw it live, bro. I, what? I, my, my, bro, I, I'm, what? He, I feel bad to say two my boys are guilty of doing that. Private party what? took that from <laughs> from cash. Of course, of course. Hey, let me let me let me tell you something. I did that move. For, I wrestled for thirty years, so uh, I probably did that move hundreds of times, but I only did it to one person ever. Easy money. Easy money. I never right. trusted anybody. I let Little Red do it to me, though. Oh yeah, I remember that. Remember <laughs> TNA? Remember yeah. That. Remember that. Yeah. Now, I let Red do it to me because he was so you know he was so easy to get you up. Let, and, you let me Spanish, you let me Spanish fly you off the ladder. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an eight-man one ladder match. You remember when S. Pac came out of nowhere? He won the yeah. Game? And we, after we beat yeah, well, his, well, that was the thing. I mean, the, it, it depended on who you were working with. I was one of those people who shared the ring. You know, if as long as it made sense, as long as it you know told a story, and you know instead of just making it look like a fucking you know just a vegetable soup, you know just everything everywhere. Uh, and no pun intended, but, you know, like Ring of Honor did like years ago, you know, when they didn't even do a uh, rest hold. You know, they would run by each other and slap each other on the ass and two or three times before they hit a move, you know, that kind of shit, you know. But but I noticed that the times have changed. <clears throat> I talked to Jerry Lynn and, and he said in AEW, you know, even the legend that that man is. There's so many people that just don't even listen to him. Yeah, he gives his advice, and it's like they just don't even want to hear it, you know. And it's crazy. I, I heard him say that. He said that on a podcast too, and I'm like, how a legend a new, like Jerry Lynn that you would not take that time yeah, to listen to and have that respect for? You like, know, we used to we used to get to to the fairgrounds pretty early, and uh, Cash, Low Key, me, my brothers. Jimmy Yang at times, uh, Estrada, uh, um, um, Sonny Siaki, which is a real cool guy. Uh, at times, we'll we'll hit the ring and we'll we'll be practicing chain wrestling in the ring way before the show starts. Oh, I yeah. don't ever see that. I don't ever see that. I get to shows and they're already calling out their matches, or if now they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh in the back, cards and shit like that. Or Pokemon. <laughs> They're not serious. This is happening in the locker rooms in, in the United States. No, is, everybody's everybody's is. got video games now. Everybody's bringing TVs to their fucking locker rooms and they're playing video games. Yeah, it's man. crazy. That's <laughs> well, insane. Hey, hey, it, 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 out before before we head out, May 18, we're gonna be back in New York after the April show. I spoke to Kikash. Uh, he agreed to be coming down. I'm excited to have him there, man. It's gonna be a freaking banger to have him there. I maybe hook up a Q and A. I think he has a lot to offer. Um, and oh. you go ask him whatever the hell you want. Cash is very open. Um, we'll set that up um, during the week and uh, <laughs> and get 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 my brother back over here in New York, man. <laughs> Absolutely, go. man. Will be a pleasure. Can't can't wait. As long as I don't have to have a COVID shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think luckily though that all that regulations is is kind of gone right now. Oh, but right, uh, we'll good. be. Yeah, it will be a pleasure to be able to call uh, a kid cash match and be able to to be under the learning tree here of, of a of a true legend here again. That's right. And anyone in that locker room, especially for wrestling, is now take advantage and listen to this man right here because just a fountain of youth and just so much knowledge to learn from. That's so right. thank you again, sir, for joining us and for for just thank sharing some of that knowledge here with thank us. Thank you so much thank for having me. Yeah.
So perfect, perfect start here. Thank you so Yo, much. Cash, perfect start. Cash, I'll hit you with details during the week. So there you go. Okay, guys. brother. Thank you. This has been the first episode of Brainiac. Everyone, we'll be back very soon with the next one. And this, and we are out. Peace.